1: You want your Burt Show in one full show every day, uninterrupted, and dang it, you don't want ads. No problem. Become a bonus Burt Show subscriber. Find out more at the slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. Interesting thing happened to me last night. I went to go see a friend that I haven't really been in touch with in uh, a couple of years, or at least our relationship has been not fractured, uh, just kind of lost touch. Went to a bar last night had um, a meal, dinner, and didn't order any drinks.
2: Look at you. No alcohol. Dry January really had an effect on you.
1: Right there, right at the bar with all those beautiful liquors right in front of me. I wasn't even tempted to do it. Good. I felt real good about myself.
2: Because are you doing that? Because you said you read the uh, book, The Naked Mind, which my husband has read like three times now. He like, he. He's ab- just not
1: getting it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at, at this point, just, just let him drink. He's not going to get it.
2: His
3: <laughs> mind still has clothes on. <laughs> apparently.
2: No, <laughs> so, like whenever he starts to feel himself slip, he'll yeah. re-listen to it on Audible just to kind of like refresh, um, like that question why. So if you're going to like, and that's one of the big things, like, mm-hmm. so you're going to get a drink.
1: Why? Right. Um. I didn't refer back to that. It's just a desire for it just wasn't there. I think after dry January. I'm like, I'm not missing out on anything. And then it was already I mean, for us this is late, early for you guys. It was like six thirty or seven o'clock, and I'm mm-hmm. like, it's just gonna mess up my sleep and it's not gonna enhance this conversation at all. So I didn't do it. She was drinking fine, Uh and I was never once tempted. I am pretty proud of myself today. Good That's for impressive. You. All right, Kristen. So what surprise did y'all mess up?
2: Okay. So I was very excited to surprise you this coming Friday with something that I know you would have absolutely
1: loved. Is this for yours and my Valentine's? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we said we weren't going to do anything. Oh, stop it.
2: Since people have found out that yeah. we're madly in love with each other. Yes,
1: that is the rumor online. And I don't think it was, uh, by the way, I don't think the rumor is Kristen also loves Bert. Yeah. I think it was just Bert is in love with Kristen. <laughs> I was
2: trying to make you feel better, all right? It's reciprocal. <laughs> um, so, this Friday, in honor of the Super Bowl, we were going to do the piggy cam. <sighs>
1: Yes. we well, you're going to have little pigs in here?
2: Yes. Uh. So we were going to do the piggy cam. <laughs> we were going to do our, our pigskin cam because we have done the turkey cam for Thanksgiving oh. where we had puppies dressed as turkeys. We tried to make Abby think we were bringing live turkeys in here and they were going to like peck at her legs. But <laughs> um, And then before that, what started it all was the bunny cam, which uh, we did for Easter, <laughs> my idea, and we ended up having like a stupid amount of um, views on Facebook Live. So... This year it was like all right. Pigs can cam. We're doing this. We're gonna get some pigs in studio, and it was all set up. The
1: little litty pig pigs.
2: Well, I mean, you think mini pigs, but mini pigs grow up to be small pigs. But this is a, a sanctuary and a rescue <gasps> that was bringing a pig in to have in the corner in a pen stop for stop it. Yes. And so um, Corinne doesn't even know I'm doing this. And she's the co-founder and executive director of Outsiders Farm and Sanctuary. Um, And we had it all set up. And she goes, Hayden... The pig we are bringing, the pig's name was Hayden. Oh, come on! <laughs> is Hayden. I the
1: same name as Michael. <laughs> Hayden,
2: <laughs> Hayden. <laughs> Hayden, the pig we are bringing travels in a crate. We'll also have her travel pen and toys. Got like a, a rider contract. Yes, I have a volunteer coming to help me load everything. And then later that day, we got an email.
1: Oh no! Oh no! Don't tell me Hayden's under the weather or he's bacon or something.
2: No, no, no. Hayden <laughs> is she, and she is fine. <laughs> Um, I am so sorry to have to reply with this, but one of our team members became sick on Saturday and tested positive for COVID.
1: What's that got to do with us?
2: Everyone else thought they were in the clear until we all started feeling pretty badly. We just got done taking COVID tests as a precaution. We're all positive for COVID. Damn it. We're not going to be able to make the show Friday. We are devastated and heartbroken. We were so excited to get the much needed exposure for our rescue and spread some piggy joy. Um, Please accept our apologies and please, please, please keep us in mind if you decide to do another piggy live stream, (laughs) Um, maybe even for March Madness. So I just wanted to give um, this organization some love because they were so pumped. Again, it's Outsiders Farm and Sanctuary. You can find them at OutsidersFarm.com. They have f- over 400 animals. They Come on. They have 350 pigs. Is that right? Wow. 350 pigs. And, and pigs so- are
1: like my favorite. I've been telling these guys now um, that um, when I'm ready for an animal in the house, I'm actually sincerely thinking about not doing a dog this time and doing one of those teacup pigs.
2: So um, they have they have all kinds of educational material on their website. You can also adopt a pig so you can see what pigs are adoptable. They have... Valentine's day
3: opportunities (laughs) (laughs) if you'd like to donate
2: and send some piggy valentines to people so she was just they were so excited and i'm i'm bummed for us but i'm more bummed for them so yeah if if you are a a pig fanatic like burt weiss check out outsidersfarm.com and give them some piggy love today but unfortunately that will not be happening
4: well kristen check your text because I may have found a backup pig. <gasps> Come on, is, this, is that pig okay?
1: Yes. Is it <laughs> is okay, that is
5: pig? It? Okay. <laughs> <Is> it, <laughs> we need <laughs> to have a weigh-in, well,
1: and check its gums. Well, we,
4: and- <laughs> Chris and I were talking little pigs, and this is a little pig. But how little do you no, want? No, it's the pig small. To but
2: that's the thing. Like you think teacup and many like in like baby pigs, but
4: at first I was sent a picture. You know where you you put your thumb on the picture and it like. Crops everything else out, and I was like, I'm gonna need that next to a quarter so I can tell what size the pig actually is. So,
1: there are farms now that, uh, in a healthy way breed these small ones that don't grow very big. Uh, and they all claim that, of course, they're gonna claim this that it's safe genetically, it's safe, they take the greatest care in it. There's one in Tennessee, there's one in Montana. I was thinking about going and getting one of these things at, but you're saying this one. Is like a medium sized pig. No,
2: it's, they're small. It's they're still not, small. They're not teeny, and that's the thing. Like I'm a to each their own. But if I was going to do this, it's going to be a rescue. Like it's not going to uh-huh. be like a breeder that comes in with a pig. It's it's going to well, be.
4: I don't I don't know the history of this pig. But okay, <laughs> I reached out yesterday. I was desperate because their pigs are not to be found.
2: No, there's not. It's really it, it's I, because we, I tried during this last year, and and so to find somebody that's in within driving because. Um Outsider's Farm is about um, a little like a little over an hour away or something yeah. like that. So to find somebody, because there's other people who are like three hours away. They're in South Georgia. They're in North Georgia, whatever. But here and outside <laughs> the, the big city,
5: <laughs> it's, it's
2: harder to come by pigs. So, so when I found them, they were like, oh, this is amazing. I
4: reached out on the Facebook yesterday. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> one of the Burt's Big Adventure Moms... Uh, Kelly Riley's mom. Uh-huh. Riley was one of the kids I was paired up one year at Bert pick, Bert's Big Adventure. She hit me back, and evidently her niece has a pig. Oh. Uh, her name is Maple.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> that, that, that's she's, right. She's uh-huh. eight that's months old. old. Oh,
2: so she's still a little pig. I mean it's it, it's not it's not tiny, but it is small.
4: <laughs> so
2: I'm trying will, to manage your expectations there. Thank
4: you. I will try. Okay.
2: to
1: Bring Maple. Maple. Yes. <sighs> okay. And on
2: so maybe Friday. so then maybe we will have a pig on Friday.
1: I got a couple of thoughts. A hey, this COVID thing is really pissing me off now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this,
1: this is the tipping point. Here. <laughs> it finally crossed the line I'm so over it now. Okay? When
2: everything <laughs> shut down wasn't a big deal. <laughs> you got
1: know. You know. to the, have some
2: downtime. The uh-huh. fact that we
1: lost billions of dollars, people were in the hospital, all that stuff was troubling. But this,
2: yes, <laughs> <laughs> messing uh, with your pig.
1: <laughs> yeah. And secondly, now I think it is confirmed. You love me too.
6: I do. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> Awesome.
1: All right, so maybe Friday we got a pig in here. Maybe we don't.
4: Yeah, so 8 o'clock on Friday, maple, 10 o'clock, bacon.
1: (laughs) No. Wow. How dare you?
5: Thomas. Maple bacon?
1: (laughs) No. Don't even joke. Don't even joke, okay? All right, our intern, Annalee, finds herself in a cemetery almost in the middle of the night, and it has everything to do with an A-list celebrity.
3: Yes. Is this
1: the second day in a row now we're going for iconic um, celebrities? It Absolutely. Was, it was Stevie Wonder yesterday. Yes, it was. You apologized, to, And today...
6: It's Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. Yes.
1: This is indeed Black History Month.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: you still <a> look strong.
6: <laughs> yeah, this is not one of my proudest moments. Um, so I was in a foul mood one day. I was coming back from the library. It's like 11 o'clock at night. And I decided to get off my inner rage and steam in more of a healthy way. So I start listening to Whitney Houston in the car. Yeah. And I wanna dance with somebody. <laughs> it's actually, I have nothing. Oh, okay. Yeah, a, a nice one. Yeah, <laughs> um, and when I say I'm like singing along and listening, I really mean that I'm screaming to the point where I'm losing vision. Like not safe, not good driving condition.
0: That wanna make you cry.
6: Yeah. Um, So I'm driving back, and by the time I approach my neighborhood, I'm not over it. Like, I want to keep driving. My jam session's not over. So I pass my neighborhood, um, and I go to school in Dahlonega. And if you know anything about Dahlonega, it's that, like, once you pass civilization, you're in the boondocks. It's it's a small town. Yeah, middle of nowhere. Um, So I'd never passed my neighborhood before. um, So it took me no time to realize that I'm lost Um, And I'm very directionally challenged. So knowing that I just went straight past it, it didn't click in my head. Hey, just turn around. That didn't make sense to me. So as (laughs) I'm driving and singing, I'm like pulling up my phone trying to get directions to go back. Um, And so I get these directions pulled up. And at first it tries to get me to turn into this gravel lot. And it's fully lit up right by the road. But for some reason, I'm like, it's gravel. Like, no, I can't do that. I thought, you know, got to protect myself as a 20-year-old girl alone. Mm -hmm. So I didn't do it. Um, And then I kept getting myself more lost. And eventually it had me turn off right into this tiny road. And I was like, you know what? I like right turns. I'll do it. (laughs) So I turned right into this road. It's pitch black. It is like an alleyway. I am driving into the abyss. I have no idea where I'm going. You're but in the
1: middle, the middle of a horror movie oh, right now. Oh, for uh-huh. sure. But
6: yeah. Whitney Houston is blaring, so right. all is at good. The, yes, right. at this moment, I am still screaming to Whitney, and I'm just looking at arrows on my phone, like not paying attention at all. Um, so I'm driving further, and eventually I see something in the road, and I have to slam on my brakes, and I'm kind of looking forward. I'm like, what is that? And in this moment, I notice two things. One, I'm not on a road at all. Oh. Two. That is a tombstone in front of me. Oh, damn. I am in the middle of a cemetery. Oh. I'm like,
3: oh, hell no.
6: Oh, my God, no. So at this point, I lose music <laughs> privileges. The music is turned <laughs> off. I'm turning around as fast as I can, and I'm just driving out of there. And so there's
1: no gate to get in? There's no, just nothing I w- just down a road? No, it was,
6: was just <laughs> yes, it was like a small alleyway. So, yeah, I just turned around, and I drove in silence the whole way home. <laughs> and so, um, but, like, my directions had led me there. Like I was just following it, so I'm thinking maybe like Whitney was hearing me sing, and she's uh, like, "I'm gonna show her." Like yeah. I need to shut her up.
3: Uh-huh. Was,
2: <laughs> but yeah,
6: it was it was not great. Or she was trying to show you. It could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's true. Yeah. Well, hashtag
2: perspective from Whitney Houston. <laughs> you are
0: down in the wrong world, you could be in a world full of darkness.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> the Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the
1: Burt Show's entertainment buzz.
7: Taylor Swift is calling out one of her fans for helping stalkers find her. So she's talking about a college student who runs an account talking about Taylor's whereabouts, but this isn't like your normal fan account where it's me commenting on edits of Taylor and Travis and being like, oh my God, they're so cute. This is way more serious, but The question is, is it illegal? So Taylor Swift's lawyer sent a cease and desist letter to a guy named Jack Sweeney. He's a college student who uses publicly available data to track celebrity private jet usage on social media. So the letter is saying that this is stalking and harassing behavior and that Swift and her family are suffering direct and irreparable harm as well as emotional and physical distress.
1: Uh, A follow-up question real quick. Is this following these um, private planes? Is it for environmental reasons? He's just trying to show everybody the dig, not digital but carbon, envir- carbon footprint that these uh, planes are leaving behind, or is he truly just saying, hey, if you want to know, hey, uh, Taylor Swift is in Birmingham tonight.
7: You'd be like, oh yeah, she's headed to Kansas City, she's probably hanging out with Travis tonight, that kind of thing. Okay. But it's all publicly available, so that's the big question here is he's basically taking something anybody could find on the internet and posting it to his Twitter account. So right now, uh, Taylor's spokesperson is saying we cannot comment on any ongoing police investigation, but can confirm the timing of stalkers suggest a connection with the social media account. So basically they're saying, you know, while this is publicly available data, you're making it more publicly available. And her stalkers are finding her because of this count.
1: Yeah. And I know this sounds pessimistic and negative, but you can never count on people to do the right thing. And the right thing here to do would be not to do this, even though it is legal to do. I mean, you're putting somebody's life in danger. And it's just going to take one celebrity and one crazy person that followed your website and founder for this whole thing to change. And it'll be too late.
2: Is this a Cash Shender, the 17 year old who's doing this? Oh, what? His name? Is it a Cash Shender? Shendor, no, who's it's, doing this? it's Jack Sweeney. Jack Sweeney. So there's another guy that we, I think the one that we're thinking of, and he does the same thing and he compiles data about these these private jets and that, that's all about carbon footprint and fossil fuel footprint and calling billionaires out and everybody. Anybody who uses um, a private jet like it's a Lyft or an Uber, he calls them out to hold them accountable for how, how much they're emitting into the atmosphere. Yeah,
7: gotcha. This is more of a safety thing. Basically, mm-hmm. her team is like this. They, they must feel so frustrated because it, it doesn't seem like it's something that's illegal. It's more of like, hey, I'm Taylor Swift. Can you please listen to me before yeah. I actually sue you for something else? So hopefully something uh, changes because I want my girl Taylor Swift to be around for a long time. OK, our uh, right. hate is the NFL scripted. This is a rumor that I've heard <laughs> on, <laughs> on TikTok. Did you say scripted? Yes, I I guess some fans who are are sore losers tend to think that the NFL is scripted. And
1: One of the um, theories is that the NFL lets you know in the beginning of the season who's going to be playing in the Super Bowl based on the logo of the Super Bowl. So the colors for the last three years, except this year, they messed it up. um, The colors of the logo have matched up with the colors of the uniforms of the teams that inevitably played in the game. But this logo comes out in the beginning of the season. So a lot of conspiracy theorists were like, here they are messing with us. Here's the Easter egg. Clearly... This is who's going to be playing in the Super Bowl. That got messed up this year. Uh, and now the conspiracy theorists are, saying they were on us. They were on, we were on to them about the scripting. So that's why San Francisco won. Yeah, and now
7: that Taylor Swift is joining forces with the NFL, now it's another reason to think that the NFL is scripted and one of the big wigs is shutting it down.
0: I don't think I'm that good a scripter um, or anybody on our staff. There is no way that I could have scripted that one. Let's just put it that way. She's a remarkable performer. She knows. Those great entertainment. I had the opportunity to go to two of her concerts with our girls and my wife. She's the best of the best. So having her come to NFL games, have her a part of that is nothing but a positive.
1: I think because... Taylor is a little desperate for money these days. <laughs> the, the NFL is paying her to be an actor in this whole thing. For yeah, sure.
7: That's, I mean, really, sh- when you have seven houses, like you have to pay for it somehow, and where's the money going to come right. from? You know,
0: I can see how people think because it played out so well that it's possible for them to have scripted it, but I, I really don't get how they think that they have kept every single person who's ever played in the NFL quiet, and nobody <laughs> I, blew the whistle on the script. Right, right. No way.
1: Nobody's so- shown me a script. Nothing, yes, right.
2: nothing. Oh, Did you see the asinine tweet from some dude that said the only reason why Taylor's with Travis is for his money because he had a $70,000 uh, check yeah, for advancing. <laughs> <laughs> Which after taxes and after paying
7: his agent is like less than half of that. I'm like, you really? she makes that by just breathing?
1: <laughs> Even if it was fake and scripted, they're still good athletes. That's what yeah. they say about wrestlers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all
7: right, how would you like to win anything you see advertised during this weekend's big game? Well, one brand will pay for you to win it all. It's on your next e-buzz on The Burt Show.
1: The Burt Show. I don't know about you guys, but I know if the world is coming to an end, I don't want to survive it. <laughs> I think it's going to be a real pain in the ass. <laughs> I really do. It's going to be, I be just, a lot of
3: headaches.
2: <laughs> a lot of headaches.
1: I just don't got the time. And, you know, I'm just tired. I'm tired. Wi-Fi will be out. <laughs> yeah, we Uh-oh. can't have that, no. man. No. So, there are some that are preparing for whatever the end is. Is it nuclear war? Is it biological weapons? It doesn't matter, but they have been called doomsday preppers because they are getting ready. Like, they're going to be better prepared for when these things come up than others. And I didn't even know, none of us knew until two days ago, that we have two in studio.
5: Yeah, so I wouldn't call myself a doomsday prepper. It's more like just being prepared for an emergency, but maybe a little more than most people. And my husband makes fun of me for it, but I think it's smart. I have two young kids. If something happens when we're in the car, I want to be able to, I don't know, survive for a couple of days in the wild if I have to. And it sounds ridiculous, but 10 years ago, in the city where we're based was something called snowpocalypse, uh-huh. where everyone had to abandon their cars, uh-huh. sleep in hotels, in the lobby, like on the floors, we'll try and walk home. So like my thing is, if the power grid fails or if there's an electromagnetic pulse, which could happen. Um, everything's gonna stop working, so I want to be able to have stuff on hand where I can get home okay and survive while getting home.
1: All right, so if it's just like extra supplies in your car if you break down, that's one thing that's not doomsday.
2: Well, they're not typical supplies it's It's more than just a few supplies. <laughs> we found this out this past weekend and we were fascinated because I think it, I think we can be honest with ourselves. Cassie and Jackson here are two of the smartest people on the show. Like, their intelligence level is through the roof. I
1: think they rank one and two. Yep, <laughs> yeah. yep. I think
2: I think amongst the, the, the staff. And so for the two of them to have this and nobody else on the staff to have it, I yeah. find it so fascinating.
1: <laughs> so what else is in there besides, okay. like, okay, Snow... I mean, for, for bad weather, sure. I mean, you need a couple of things in the car, but let's really see if that's what's well, going on. Well, if
5: here. I'm leaving the car, I need stuff to survive. So Look, this they is both my go bag. Ba-
1: they both have their backpacks now. Well, really quick,
5: Jackson, what,
2: what precipitated you having a doomsday bag in your car?
8: <laughs> I, I agree. I'm not doomsday prepping per se. It's more like Cassie's saying preparedness. I also have two young cats that I have to take care of as
3: well. <laughs> and you just never know what's going to
8: happen. And again, it doesn't have to be for some apocalyptic scenario, but in the case that something does happen... We're Temporarily, you need some things like, you know, you've got a bag that is your one go-to to take on the on the road with you.
2: Yeah, but Cassie, didn't you tell us over the weekend that if you could have a bunker, you would, but they're just too expensive? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, I agree with that, <laughs> too. <laughs>
5: if, if, if you own a property and someone's uh-huh. like, I'll give you a bunker for free, that is a cool bar. And then if something yeah, happens, you can go hang out with I it. I agree. <laughs> Anyone. So I've got a solar-powered crank radio. For weather updates. Uh, there's, not, there's,
1: <laughs> nothing good on, there's nothing good on radio, I've got man. <laughs> a survival
5: tent. It'll fit two people and it's uh, lined with mylar on the inside, so it'll be warm. I've got a couple of these um, food packs so you just I have those too oh. Oh. <laughs> the, exact oh, yeah.
1: same, the exact same ones
5: no mine's breakfast skillet and his is lasagna <laughs> and then I've also got chicken fajita bowl I what are have those like, beef en- stroganoff yeah got oh, like, that one
1: <laughs> are those like MREs where you just like add water yes. yeah they're okay. just like dehydrated food where okay. do you buy that stuff
5: <laughs> Amazon
1: Tommy <laughs> ain't waiting for emergency
5: <laughs> <laughs> I got a bunch of these uh, epic venison bars because they last a long time it's like jerky for little snacks and cliff bars as well well um what else do i have i've got uh, emergency mylar thermal blankets which is great if you break down it'll reflect your body heat back at you keep you warm first aid kit what else i got kleenex I also have toilet paper and super glue at home. Super glue is great for stitching up superficial wounds if you need to. <laughs> I have these um, emergency sleeping bags. Mm-hmm. So they also keep you warm in case it's cold outside. You're very afraid of being cold, aren't you? Well, I mean, <laughs> shelter is the first thing you need to find if you're stuck in the woods is shelter than water than food. <laughs> uh, Life straw to filter water. It also hooks mm-hmm. up to hoses and water bottles as well. So I can filter water that way. Are you jealous of what she's got over here? No, we're we're
1: wow. we're matching yes. <laughs> Do you guys want to trade like Pokemon? No, I did research.
5: I got a splint in case somebody breaks an arm.
1: I don't know. <laughs> you know, out in the suburbs.
5: <laughs> Just in case. I got a spork, gotta eat those meals. I got some hand warmers. I got a tube of Vaseline, because that's great for chapped lips and stuff. Mm. Wet wipes, like hand sanitizer wipes. Um, ooh, one thing I'm really excited about, I got a high lumens flashlight and I got a arc lighter. So it's waterproof, it uses electricity to light stuff. And then I got a silcock key, which I'm really excited oh, about, Jackson. What, oh, what, what is that? Hang <laughs> on. So, uh-huh. Was that open? A lot of industrial, a lot of industrial water spigots. Like you know when you turn you turn your hose on, you mm-hmm. um, <laughs> use the knob or whatever. A lot of industrial ones, like on the side of a target, don't have that. This key allows you to access those hoses. <laughs> so I'll be able to access industrial water.
1: Jackson, nice. in is she right on on? On par here? Spot on the money. Spot Um, on the money. Yeah, I've got duct tape, the usual.
8: I've got a lot of things for carrying water because that's important. Mm -hmm. Um, Blankets. I've got um, a lot of, like, toilet paper. That's important. Yep. We've got... (laughs) Bandanas. We've got toothbrush toothpaste. Bandanas. bandanas. What? bandanas. Wait, wait a second.
3: You guys
5: to be handbanging in the works. Yes. the blood.
1: Duct, <laughs> duct tape. Bandanas. That I mean, could be it. Turn- <laughs> turn- What's your prepared? A tourniquet. Yeah, you never know.
5: <laughs> Thank you, Tom. It could be. you got to have stuff like hair ties. Oh, like- You don't think about it until you're trekking through the woods and you're like, my hair's in my face. It's annoying. I can't swing my machete, which is in the mail. You I have got- a collapsible hatchet and a collapsible shovel, too. Wow. <laughs> Haven't
4: you watched TV shows? You're going to get... Get bit by a snake so you need a tourniquet exactly mm-hmm. uh, I've got a signaling mirror
5: a signaling ooh. mirror uh,
4: waterproof
8: matches and waterproof <laughs> lighters a camping stove um, a
2: camping
5: stove ooh yeah.
9: so, I'm just
1: curious what? how much are these packs everything in the pack and the backpack itself how much did you spend to save your life?
5: I didn't spend that much because I have a budget. I do have a fire starter coming, too. I think,
1: <laughs> I think my whole kit was probably 250 $250 to save your life. Okay. Probably about the
8: same. And the thing is, my dad's the one who kind of like is the whole reason for all this. He's always the one that's kind of drilled into us being prepared. And a gift that he always gives like people um, for Christmas or like family members, close friends, are these packs. And so I think it's like the perfect <laughs> gift to give someone because it's not something that you think about needing until you actually
1: might need I'd it. I'd be you know? so confused if somebody gave that to me as a gift. I'd be like, what is this right here? <laughs> well, Where are
5: you sending me? I <laughs> <laughs>
4: I think you guys need to practice. Why don't you fire up that little stove and cook yeah. some of that beef stroke? <laughs> I'll be Look, a taste tester.
5: It's all about just, I don't expect to have to use any of this. I'm not trying to fear monger. I'm not saying, oh, I think something's going to happen tomorrow. I'm not buying into those conspiracies, but the thing is, If something were to happen, I would have some tools at my disposal. Some that I could use. All all the tools. I'm impressed. Thank you. I'd rather, and you can collect these over time too. It's not like you buy them all at once.
0: The only thing I'm confused about, Cass, is you said that your tent is is room for two. Mm Oh yeah. (laughs) So what you gonna do with the rest of your family?
5: Oh, Chad's (laughs) sleeping outside. I figured the two. (laughs) (laughs) Two kids are like one adult. I love
2: how on this collapsible tent, this two-person survival tent, it says, don't die in the woods. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. The only thing on my doomsday prep checklist is OnStar. (laughs) <laughs> if I'm in the car, I hit on star, and I'm like, please come save me.
5: If there's an EM, like a Carrington event, that's not going to work, and everything will collapse.
1: I am glad that the two of you guys are going to still be around, actually, because yeah. if the world is coming to an end and I survive, I'm useless for anybody else. Right? <laughs> At least the two of you guys are smart enough to save some people. Okay,
2: so they brought this. What are you bringing to the table, Mo? Um,
1: you doesn't have to be, no, It
2: doesn't have to be anything like here, but like oh. as far as like for the group, yeah. for survival. So, they have all of this stuff. Yeah. We have absolutely nothing. So, in order for them to accept us into like their survival
5: tribe, what are you bringing, pockets empty, to help the group? Yeah, well, you want to bite a chicken fajita bowl, you got to bring some skills to the table. I, <laughs> what are you bringing?
0: I, I'll bring a loaf of bread. You ain't got a
2: loaf of bread. i
0: don't. at home.
2: You got nothing. It's just you. What, you, your personality. What skill? Oh, ju- skill? oh, what skill? Yeah.
0: Oh, um, Oh, we, we're dead. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely nothing. You know, I, you know what? You need
5: entertainment. Yes. True. I will bring the jokes. You bring the jokes? I will, yes,
0: I will I will entertain us. Keeping it light. I like yeah, that. Okay. Yeah, that's all I got.
5: Uh, wait, wait, wait. You got access to Jackson's camp. Okay, we're going to admit you to our, our relative <laughs> camp, whether or not I would let you in the boundaries or not. Oh,
7: what am I bringing? Yes. Uh, team spirit. <laughs> <laughs> go,
2: go, team
1: dog, die in the
2: apocalypse.
1: Woo! I don't think that's enough.
2: No. Uh, All right, I'll
1: die. I'm guessing I got a dime bag on me. <laughs> <laughs> Empty. No, no, they're not. No, they're not. I got one joint in there. You guys can have it.
5: (laughs) One of you in here, and it's Kristen because she's married to Bart.
1: True. True. Also,
5: I'm good with kids. (laughs) Yes, you can do Uh, childcare. Yeah, yeah. Don't put me down for that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'd rather die. (laughs) Yeah, we'll join the cat squad over there with Jackson.
1: (laughs) The Burt Show. She claims she is boy sober. Boy sober for the last week. I like this. Women that are just like, you know what? I'm not dating. Not dating anymore. Boy sober is what you've coined.
7: Yeah. Hi, I'm Abby. Hi, Hi, Abby. Abby. And I've been boy sober for 11 (laughs) days. You gave me this challenge because I'm financially motivated. (laughs) Uh, The one thing I like more than men is money. And you said I could have $1,000 by ignored men for a full month. And so 11 days has gone by. And I have had so much time on my hands i don't know what to do with myself and i'm the kind of person that anytime something lee is my life i need to put my energy into something else mm-hmm. so i have evolved as a human being think about that i have evolved characterly and i have i have i have now poured a lot of my energy into new hobbies so I thought I would share my new hobbies with you and let you know how I'm spending my days since I'm not dating men I
1: love this so as you're now looking back at the last week and you have some extra time on your hand because you haven't been focused on dudes and dating apps and all that Do you find yourself in the middle of the day with more things to do because you're not online and you're not scoping out dudes and how much time are we talking about?
7: It's more of like, it's a nervous tick kind of like, okay, my biological clock is ticking and I, I like need to get rid of that thought. So I'm trying to put myself into positive, into more positive activities that I actually enjoy. Because on a, like, like a side note, I think one of my fears about getting into a relationship after seeing a lot of my friends do this is I'm a little bit worried about losing myself and kind of becoming complacent with myself after I find Mr. Right. Like, like I'll stop developing who I am. I'll stop going after things mm. or I'll feel like I have to sacrifice things because, you know, you're merging your life with someone if it goes in the right direction. So I asked myself, I was like, OK, well, Let's say all of those fears do come true and I meet somebody in three years and, you know, I have to put a lot of my interest on the, on the back burner. What are the things I would want to do now uh-huh. while the only person I have to take care of is me and my cat? So I wrote a couple of things down. And I decided to start actively pursuing them so that I actually felt like I was being productive with my time. And also I felt like it was going to help with the detox whenever I do go out to not be thinking like, okay, I need to find someone to approach me. I just need to be the most interesting version of myself. Okay. So the first thing I started doing, and this is, I have not told anybody this, I started writing a novel. You did. So I'm a big reader. And one thing about me is that I'm very critical and I'm in the middle of reading a book that I hate right now, and I I heard a a quote from Margot Robbie when she was, I think, doing an interview for Barbie, and she said how she got into acting was that she was watching a show, and she thought, I could do a better job than her, and that's Mm -hmm. literally how she got into acting, and so that's sometimes how I feel when I read, and not to, like, discredit all the hard work that authors do, but sometimes I'll be reading a book, and I'll be like, I could write better than this.
1: Did you say you're halfway through, and you're still on it? Oh, I'm not halfway through at all. No, I'm like, I, like,
7: just started brainstorming an outline. I've just started writing scenes for fun. Don't no, talk
1: about the ones you're reading.
7: The oh. one that you hate. That oh. you, the one that
1: you hate? You're I, halfway, through halfway through it? I'm halfway through it. Oh my God. No, I give that thing 10, 20 pages. That's it. And then buh-bye. Why are you still reading it?
7: Because it's, a, it's one of those, I, I don't want to say what it is because oh. I don't want to hate on the author. Okay. But it's one that everybody is reading right now and I don't want to be out of the loop when we all talk
5: about oh, you it. You want to know what
7: happens. Yeah, I want to know
5: what happens. If it is what I think it is, she has to read the whole thing. I have to read the whole thing. Okay,
7: so to. I like can't. World, like, that's
5: like adult homework. Oh.
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's no different than TV shows for me too. You had about yeah. 15 minutes to get me gripped <laughs> and if not,
0: I am not watching the whole series. Sometimes <laughs> I do hate a series though and it's like something about it. I just got to know how it ends so I will like suffer through it. So I get it.
7: So I'm suffering through it. It's not that bad but it's more of like a, oh, you had every opportunity to make this so good and it's not good. So that's why I was like, Oh my gosh, I could do that. But with my own book, cause I could actually make it good. Um, the second thing that I've been pouring my energy to is I'm organizing group activities. Um, I love, I'm the planner friend. Like I love planning dinners and I love planning, you know, group outings. So I've poured a lot of my energy into the one less only girl squad. We're going to Ireland and, um, you know, we're going to a winery next weekend. Like I just really love pouring my energy into organizing things that I think are fun. Cause I have really good taste in fun. Uh, <laughs> I've also I've also poured some energy into investing. I started out small with this app called Acorns, where you can just do like sixty cents towards small investments. But I actually scheduled a call with my dad because I'm like I want to I want to I want to be like a finance bro and I want to invest in big stuff. Hey,
1: that can never hurt. Never.
7: I, I was like the one thing I want to do before I find somebody was like. I would really like to buy a house or a condo or something. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to find money somehow. So I'm going to invest into something and I'm going to get money in that way. Uh, I also want to DIY a house. So I started a Pinterest board with all the DIY projects I want to do with like the kinds of rooms that I would want to make. You know, like girly rooms, like things that I couldn't have if I had a boy in the house. And the last thing is that I haven't picked up yet, but I do have the racket is I want to pick up pickleball because it looks so fun. There's pickleball courts down from my apartment. And every time I walk by it, they just look like they're having a grand old time. So (laughs) I'm ready to start. Throwing balls.
3: <laughs> <laughs> in, an, in, a, in a different
7: way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> ignoring balls and picking up balls yes. at the same time.
3: <laughs> Gotta play with this. balls yeah.
1: somehow. <laughs> I love this that you're filling up your time here with stuff that really, really matters rather than having that antenna up for guys. I really, truly believe that this is the way like you will attract dudes by ignoring them. Yeah,
7: so this is the start of the detox. So in, tw- what is it, two more weeks, I'm going to be a completely different person. <laughs> completely different.
1: Good for you. Hey. The Bird Show. I right, this might be the very first time we've done a quote unquote war of the roses with somebody that doesn't even think that their husband is screwing around on them. This was more of a test than anything else. Hey Lee, good morning. Good morning. So for those that didn't hear yesterday, why are we tempting your man with free flowers if you don't think that he is messing around on you in any way, shape, or form? Um
9: Because I want to see that if if he is offered free flowers for Valentine's Day, that he will send them to me because he never does. So there's not. There's always, you know, an excuse.
1: Okay. So the end game here isn't to catch him cheating. The end game here is, look, for years and years and years, and how many years were you talking about yesterday? Uh,
9: We've been married eight years, and I've never received flowers for Valentine's Day. Nothing.
1: And no present, no flowers, no nothing, right? He just lets the day go, and I think yesterday you told us that he said that he either forgets the day or it's just not an important day for him, and it's a hallmark-generated holiday. So he doesn't do anything at all, right? Uh,
9: yeah, it's always it's a waste of money or... um that he just forgot but here someone is offering him a free thing and he has a choice to send it to me and i want to see if he if he does
2: now have you expressed to him over the years that this is something that is important to you that it it would make you feel special and valued and seen if he would go out of his way a little bit and i don't know get you a bouquet of flowers
3: (laughs)
9: I have, okay. and you know, he he seems receptive at the time, but then it just it just never happens.
1: It never comes. See, to happens. me, it would just feel like here I've communicated this with you, this and year in and year out, you are ignoring me, and it becomes much more than a Valentine's Day uh, set of flowers or chocolate. It's it's much deeper for me than that
7: no 100% and would you say like this is how he was always throughout your relationship like did it start after you guys got married or it, did you marry this guy knowing that this was just kind of his behavior
9: i it started more i think after we got married because before he was you know he was a little bit more attentive it was it, it was a little bit different i mean i know people change after marriage but <laughs> it it just It just makes me feel bad that he doesn't take into account my feelings on that. Sure.
2: This reminds me of the scene in the breakup with Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn. And she's like, I want you mm-hmm. to want to do these things. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why would I want to do these things? And it's like, <laughs> because you love me.
1: Why would I want to make you happy? <laughs> All right. So you want to take it from here, Chris?
2: Yes. So we did do War of the Roses, Leah, on your husband. Um, we sent a promotional email to the email address you provided us um, in the subject line, because we were very intentional about what our mission was here. And this was not to prove that he was cheating, just to prove that he can be thoughtful Um, It says, make her Valentine's Day with a FREE, in all caps, bouquet.
0: (laughs) You can't make it easier than that.
2: that, It's literally in the subject line. In exchange, he's asked to share some promo codes for a percentage off a future order. And he's offered these flowers to choose from. One long-stemmed love, two dozen long stem red roses, the quintessential bouquet for your one and only Valentine. That's the
1: one he should immediately default to.
2: My funny valentine, burgundy, ranunculus mixed with mariposa carnations, a passionate gift for the woman who doesn't love the traditional. Then there is hello, sunshine. No valentine, no problem. Brighten anyone's day with this bright and bold medley of sunflowers, orange roses, orange, orange roses excuse me, crispidia, and mixed greenery gathered in a rustically elegant galvanized pale. And then lastly, sweet dreams. A surprising bouquet of king-sized candy treats, a tasty gift for Valentine's Day or any day. So we sent the first promotional email at 9.42 a.m. And, Leah, he took no time. He placed an order at 10.10 a.m.
1: This is very, very good news.
2: He did not choose the flowers, but he did choose Sweet Dreams, a surprising bouquet of king-sized candy treats. Do you have a sweet tooth, Leah?
9: I do not.
2: <laughs> That's because he sent it um, to himself.
5: No! Okay. <laughs> no!
0: No. This is a
2: first. He said delivery for Friday morning to believe to be delivered to a business address. I'm assuming it's his place of employment. And the note on the card just says, yum.
3: <laughs>
1: like Y-U-M, yum? Yum. Just like-
3: <laughs> he is
2: literally sending himself chocolates oh. and not sending anything to his wife for Valentine's
1: okay, Day. Okay, is it possible this thing still has to play out? Is it possible that in his... Very not romantic thinking. He sent that to himself, so he will turn around and he will give them to her rather than him having them delivered to her directly. Then
2: why on the card would he just put
1: yum? Because he had to put something or the order wouldn't go through. Okay. So this is his placeholder.
2: Could have wrote, like, sweets for my sweet.
0: Could have got the flowers instead of the actual candy. a uh- the guy loves himself. That's that's all I could take from <laughs> he this. He loves
2: himself a treat. Yes, he does. I'm really sorry,
1: Leah. I, I, I would not say this is played out yet.
2: Uh, this has mm. this is so played out. The movie's over. The credits I, have run.
9: I, I'm with you on that. I see the credits and you know that little part at the end of the film. That's like, why are you still here? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: oh, that's sad. Oh,
9: that's sad. <laughs> I, I think you gotta
5: wait. Until Valentine's Day in case he, I mean, if I were him, I would have showered you with all of the gifts, but maybe he has something else planned. And so let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe homeboy just likes some candy bars and you've got something better that you're going to get in a week.
1: Don't default to doomsday yet. Maybe these are for you. And like Cassie said, maybe he's coupling this with something else. So let's talk to you right after Valentine's Day and just confirm that we were all wrong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Okay>.
3: <laughs> you
5: can gift him with divorce uh,
9: okay. papers. Hey, I, I I will reserve judgment, but I have to say I'm really not that optimistic. Yeah, okay, I'm all sorry. right.
1: So you'll be pleasantly surprised. That's all. That's uh, all anything. I think. All right. We'll talk to you right after Valentine's Day, okay?
9: Okay. Okay. Thank you. Oh, yeah, she's good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey, The Bird Show.
9: Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood
0: with Abby. <laughs> it's The Bird Show's entertainment buzz.
7: This might... Might be better than winning the lottery. So DoorDash wants to give one lucky person everything that is advertised during the Super Bowl. So this is sort of like Biovision, Like you're you're watching the TV and you're like, oh, I can buy that because DoorDash is going to give it to me because I won the contest. And
1: it's everything. Like it's not just like the chips and beers and stuff. It's everything, I think.
7: It's some big stuff. So it includes at least three cars, a thousand Popeye's yeah. wings, and a Clydesdale saddle.
1: You see Mo's face. Look at, look at his head just falling! <laughs>
0: Three Popeyes. Yeah,
1: I ain't care about the three cars. <laughs> 1, <000 Popeyes.
3: laughs>
7: it's possibly the biggest giveaway in the history of the Super Bowl. Right now, they have a running list of everything that you could get while you're watching the game. So the first one at the top is probably the one people are most excited about: a BMW i5 M60 electric vehicle, vehicle, and then Oof. a Kia EV9 SUV. Uh, the third. A unreleased Volkswagen car. So right now we're up to three cars. But if you don't like, if that was too much horsepower, you can <laughs> dial it down and get your Clydesdale out because you can get a Clydesdale horse saddle.
5: Not sure why that's being advertised during the Super Bowl. Well, Budweiser. because you can't.
1: Yeah, and you can't give away a Clydesdale for right? Budweiser. Right here's a horse.
5: And just to get that BMW was my dream car. I drove it. The sounds inside are made by Hans Zimmer. <gasps> like the Hollywood composer partnered with BMW to make the sounds inside the car. Damn. That's the kind of car we're talking about. And so- you get
1: all these cars or do you have to pick from one of them? No, you get all, yeah. of, all them. of them. What?
5: You need a bigger garage. So, what is it like? Classical music when you press the gas pedal? Is it like It's kind of like space sounds like because there's no engine, so the cars have to admit sounds when they're going slowly so the pedestrians know a car is yeah. coming. So like it's like really cool, gentle space sounds and it drives like a dream. <laughs> so like ASMR vote for your car. Yes. Got it.
7: Okay, a thousand Popeye's wings to be redeemed at your convenience. 80 drumstick ice cream cones. A 30 pound bucket of mayonnaise. Bleh, 200, 288 packages of peanut butter m ms 60 bottles of Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Tommy's going to love that one. And the last one on the list so far is a FanDuel Kick of Destiny helmet. So you can wear it while you're riding your Clydesdale.
1: So (laughs) question, um... Is this an ad that they are running during the Super Bowl or this is just a promotion they're running outside of Super Bowl? I think
7: this is in place of doing a Super Bowl ad. I think they probably sat down and thought, okay, what can we do for mm. the cause it's like seven million dollars for a Super Bowl ad just to get the space before you even have the production yes. costs. So I mean think about it. Like this is probably cheaper than an ad and we're all talking about it. That's Trying exact- to grab
2: people's attention by giving them a bunch of stuff, that'll do it.
1: That's exactly what I was gonna say here is it's seven million dollars for a thirty second Super Bowl commercial. So everything that they're giving away in this package will not come close to $7 million. But the promotion that they're getting outside the Super Bowl is a brilliant idea.
7: It's way more effective because I'm like, everything, I get three cars. So how do you win? Oh, uh, that is one thing I did not have written.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm so I'm still
7: getting
3: good at job here.
1: What a great tease. she will have that for you in then next, the dinner next dinner table. Table. <laughs> That's the an excellent
7: tease. You want to win
2: three cars? Wait till the next entertainment.
7: <laughs> you know what? I was trying to calculate how much all of this added up to, and that took up 90% of my time, yeah. and I ironically still don't have that number
3: yet, so that'll come you Get that on the next thing too.
7: I got distracted. I was like, How much money is? this. Anyway, let's pivot to Kanye West. I don't know if you've seen this photo of him and his wife walking around, but it's so funny to me, the difference in their styles. So, there's this paparazzi photo going around of Kanye and his wife, Bianca. And Kanye is like head to toe covered in like a black morph suit and a khaki poncho horrible style choice, period. But then his wife is in the complete opposite outfit. She is wearing seemingly <laughs> nothing under a clear poncho walking around with this guy. It is apparently the rainiest <laughs> Uh, it has ever been in Los Angeles since 1998. Aww. So they're they're walking around a lot. Los Angeles is getting quite the view of <laughs> Kanye West's wife. But Kanye is also making headlines because he's asking his fans for help. He's saying most arenas will not let him bring his show in. So he's asking them for help.
0: Yo, this is Ye. We just sold out the United Center in seven minutes. And I just wanted to express to everybody out there to see if it's anyone that can help with this. It's the only arena that i had access to in the past year and when i call people say there's no avails for me and you know why that is so if there's anybody out there that can help with this
1: please do what's an avail
2: Availability. So I just love the fact that he's... What? at Dates. There's no available dates for him to come and do a concert there.
1: But didn't he say that he just sold it out? There's only
7: yeah. one arena that'll let him have bring in the show. He's saying that he's trying to book all of his shows at all these different arenas, and they're like, yeah, Kanye, you can't perform. Um, we, have, we have no dates available for okay. you to come
1: well, perform. Dude brought that on himself. I mean, he's such a pain in the ass that nobody wants to deal with him.
7: I know. And
0: now you're reaching out to the same people you may have offended to ask for help. Right. That, that's, yeah.
7: All right, Henry Cavill disappointed women everywhere with this comment about love scenes in films. I'll tell you more on your next eBuzz on The Bird Show. Hey,
1: The Burt Show. Let me ask you guys a question. Very superficial question. It's one that's been going around on social media, and a couple of people passed it on to me because I, on Instagram the other night, focused on hiccups and the trick that I know that works all 100% of the time that Mo has used also in a moving vehicle even. <laughs> Mo had the hiccups one night. I'm like, dude, I, we got this. I got this. And if you take a knife and you put it in a glass of water or whatever, you put the, um, the blade up to your forehead and you carefully drink the water the hiccups go away. And there were so many people that were DMing me about it that I had to do an instructional video on it on Instagram. (laughs) And when I did that, I got this a couple of different times. This question about hiccups. Okay. You guys ready? You're offered the chance to flip a coin. Tails gets you one billion dollars, a billion dollars. Heads gives you continuous incurable hiccups for your entire life. And not flipping the coin guarantees you both. What do you choose? If you don't flip the coin, you get
0: both.
2: Billion dollars in the, in the lifelong hiccups.
0: Oh, you got to flip.
2: Mm. <laughs> is there any way to get rid of the hiccups or is it terminal? Incurable, he said.
1: Incurable hiccups for your entire life is the question that has been posed.
5: And which is which?
1: Uh, your offer to flip. Uh, Tails gets you $1 billion. Heads gives you continuous, incurable hiccups for your entire life. Not flipping the coin guarantees you both.
5: I'm not flipping. You're not flipping. So flipping a coin is actually not 50-50 like people think it is.
1: I'm just I'm not, I'm in not flipping, I would here like to go. know.
7: I
5: would like to know why <laughs> it's not 50%. Why are we all not flipping, Cassie? <laughs> uh, well, because there's a little more weight on the head side due to how the coin is made. So it's more like 54% chance of hitting heads.
1: God, I love your brain. I <laughs> <laughs> really, really do. <laughs> I'm so simple. I love your brain. So
5: in this scenario, it's more likely you would end up on the hiccups. Side and not the billion dollar side.
1: All right. Let's pretend that Cassie didn't give us that. that statistic. <laughs> I,
5: I just don't want to play this game. I just want to go back to living my life. Sorry.
1: I
3: don't
2: want the money or the hiccups. You know what? I'm not flipping.
1: You're not flipping either. I'm taking them both. You're taking them both.
2: Yep. I think I can. It's, it w- it, it'll be a pain in the ass. But I think people live with worse long term. So I can make do with some hiccups for a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. I will be hiccuping my way all the way to the south of France on my giant yacht. <laughs> <laughs> um, I
0: yeah, nah, I don't think I would flip. At first, I thought I I would flip, and then I thought about my luck in life.
3: Yeah, and I realized like,
1: <laughs> yeah, nothing goes my way. So I, I, I think I'm taking both. Interesting. I'm absolutely going for it. You're flipping. I'm taking the flip. You are. Yeah. I'm going for the billion. Yeah. Well, up until Cassie's statistic, I felt like it was a good 50-50 chance, but now I'm not feeling so great about my stuff. My chance.
5: If it makes you feel better, it takes multiple flips to make that happen. (laughs) And your friend just accepted billions and hiccups, so you can get the hiccups and still hang out on a yacht in the South, France.
1: All right, deal. All right, so let's get some closure here, because what an uncomfortable conversation this would have to be for anybody or to try to manipulate this conversation where you got a dad of the boyfriend that you're seeing that is just being a creep online.
2: Yeah, so she recently met her boyfriend's parents. Things have been going smooth, but... Her um, boyfriend's dad has been liking certain photos on her Instagram page, and the ones he uh, the ones he's liking are the ones where she's in a bikini or she's in a bathing suit, or they're a little more on the. I don't want to say sensual or sexual, because that's not her intent, but it's making her uncomfortable because he's liking the photos of her with the least amount of clothing on. He's
1: sexualizing these photos.
2: That's what it feels Uh like to her, that he is, because there's plenty of other photos to like, and he's not doing that. Um, And so she didn't know if she should tell her boyfriend or not. So fast forward, um, she tried Abby's idea of removing the dad as a follower, but he just ended up following her right back. Um, She thought about blocking, but it's like that might start some drama. So... She brought it up to her boyfriend. She's like, this is, I find this a little odd. And he just shrugged it off. And he said that she was being too sensitive. He scrolled through her Instagram and found one normal photo that his dad liked. And that kind of like, you know... Cleared him. Okay. Yeah, cleared him of liking any of the other
1: ones. And didn't he kind of gaslight her too? He did.
2: He did. Because he said, and I, if you don't like people liking those photos, you shouldn't be posting those photos anyway. Um, she thought he was being unfair and she's just not cool with his dad liking her bikini photos. So she was asking us if she's wrong for posting them. Of course, we were like, absolutely not. Like, this is asinine. So we just have to see how it's progressed.
5: Hey, Bart Monday night, after you read my last update, my boyfriend asked me to dinner with his parents. I did not want to be around his dad, so I asked my boyfriend if I could bring my best friend Heather and her boyfriend. He said, no problem. So the four of us went to his parents' house for dinner, and that turned out to be a good thing for me, but a bad thing for my best friend. She's really, really attractive. If I'm a seven, she's a nine. At dinner, my boyfriend's dad's attention went from me to her. She didn't seem to notice, though, and I haven't told her anything about what's been going on with his dad. Anyway, her dad was nonstop glancing at her throughout dinner. My best friend and her boyfriend didn't seem to notice. They were just enjoying a home-cooked meal. My boyfriend's dad was asking my best friend lots of questions. Dinner seemed to take forever. Finally, it wrapped up. Yesterday, I get a call from my best friend. She tells me that my boyfriend's dad started following her on Instagram, and now he's liking all of her pics. Dun, dun, dun!
1: Well, how about some credit for being consistent? (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't personal. He
5: he seems to have left me alone for a new shiny balloon. And while it's not me now, how do I handle this with my best friend? Do I tell my boyfriend that his creeper dad has now moved on to my best friend? What should I do? Well, you brought your best friend into the mix, and you knew
2: what could potentially happen. So you're... you're gonna have to handle this. You can't you can't sit back and not do anything now.
1: Okay, I'm totally on the other side of it. Why? She don't gotta do anything now. Yeah,
2: she does. She's she's the one that brought her best friend, knowing that this could potentially happen. So she friend, sabotaged her best friend's Instagram.
7: So what
1: best friend blocks the dad? It's over.
2: I don't agree that she brought her
7: best friend into this because all she did was want a little moral support for this creeper boyfriend dad and it's it's on the boyfriend's dad for following and being a consistent creep. I don't think she should have to do anything. I think the best friend should just block her block the guy and move on. And honestly, because now we've learned that this is a consistent behavior, a consistent, persistent behavior that the boyfriend's dad is not going to change. And we already know the boyfriend's useless, too, in the helping out department. I think you got to bounce. You got to get out of this relationship.
0: Uh, I, I do think she should want the best friend and just let her know, like, you got to block him. Dude is a creep. This is why. And if I'm her, yeah, I'm I'm out of this relationship. Th- there would be nothing to keep me here. I just think the universe is giving you sign after sign after sign of how this is going to look. And the fact that your boyfriend doesn't back you in that, I, mm-hmm. I think you got everything you need to leave. Yeah, good points. Good points.
2: Yeah. No. Let him go. I mean, yes, he is totally in the wrong for being <laughs> like a creeper, but- you brought your hottie best friend in, hoping to get some um, some of the heat off of you. you. You need to take responsibility and help her out.
1: Get it. The bird Show. All right. So moving on, I can feel it slipping away now. I, I was trying not to get my hopes up too high because it seemed like a pipe dream, but here it is slipping away now. I heard the words loud and clear the other day. Bart's getting cold feet.
7: Oh. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> I oh. knew this was going to happen, right? <laughs> So, <clears throat> Kristen and I were thinking, you know what would be really great? Actually, Kristen was the one that volunteered this because I never thought there would be an opportunity or the desire from Kristen to go on a vacation with me and she verbalized that some decade ago.
2: Uh, Okay, yeah. Well, you had, (laughs) God bless America, you will never let this go. We were at a radio conference and somebody on stage was like, they were at a radio panel and they're like, yeah, we went on vacation together and sweet little innocent Bert turns to me and he goes, how much fun would it be to all go on vacation together? And I was like, ugh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. I see
2: your faces every day. (laughs) And then you looked so hurt and dejected and i that that's when I realized, oh, this mofo was serious. <laughs> like, he
3: actually
1: wants to go on
2: vacation together. Aww.
1: Well, it really had no effect on me at all, even though I keep bringing it up a decade later. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was really surprised when I was in studio one day, rather than focusing on the show, and I was thinking about like, hey, you know what? The Northern Lights are supposed to be crazy light this year, so... I'm going to go to the Northern Lights, you guys. I'm going to go to Finland. And I started planning this trip. And Kristen's like, you know what? That sounds like a great trip. You want to do it together? And I'm floored. <laughs> floored. And I'm like, oh, my God, hell yes. Yeah. Let's go.
2: I mean, we we genuinely enjoy each other's company. And I would love to travel with you. I think it would be, it would be a fun trip. I think we actually would travel really well together. Why now? Um, Huh?
0: You feel obligated to say this now? <laughs> Why now, Chris?
2: I always felt like we could travel well together. I feel like that's the truth. <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway. anyway um, <laughs> and
2: And um, Northern Lights is on my bucket list, and I know when you do things, you do it right. And I'm like, no, this would be like a trip of a lifetime, and I would love to be able to do it with you All and right. share this experience. And I
1: feel the same way, Bart, yep. and you are some of my closest friends, right? So immediately, like, I'm like, Yes! And I'm going online, and I'm finding the cool places to go, and I found us, like, this great hotel. You did. And, it's awesome. You know, you know me, man. Once I'm focused, and mm-hmm. we got our place, and the research is done, I am pulling the trigger on it. So I get the tickets to yep. go. I book the reservation. I know what we... I'm going. Yep. All Kristen and Bart have to do is go, green light, we we got reservations also. And I haven't heard anything for a couple of weeks, even though I continue to plan the trip until she brings up in studio the other day. Go ahead.
2: All right. So just for the record. I am still moving forward. I have renewed our... I'm in the process of renewing our passports. I'm getting that sent off. So we are good to go. It even said, when you renew your passports... And I went through the right website. I went to the government website instead of the other one like I did last time. (laughs) Um, So it even says, like, you know, do you have a potential trip planned? And I put the dates in. I put Finland as the destination. I let Bart look it over because, you know, uh, and so he... we started having a discussion because I'm like, okay, we need to talk about this because we need, we need to book this, right? Yes, we're, we're many, 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 many months um, away, but we still need to book this.
1: Because everybody kind of knows now that the Northern Lights this year, is if you're going to see them, this is like the year to go. So, so many of these places that wouldn't normally book up this far out are now booking out. So that's why I booked it quickly.
2: And in, in your manager, Amy, I was like, all right, so give me their flight information. Give me the hotel information because I'm booking stuff on my end. And she did all that. So I had all of it there. And Bart and I are sitting in the living room and I am like so excited. I'm like, this is like dream bucket list. Seeing the Northern Lights. Are you freaking kidding me? Like, this is going to be incredible. And he's like, I don't know. And I'm
3: like, (laughs) what? What do you mean you don't know? What do you mean you don't
2: know? What? I mean, I'm coming up with all these plans because, you know, I'm like, all right, so if we're going to do this, like, this is what we can do with the dogs. This is how we can get Jimmy taken care of. And, like, because we have decided that, you know, bringing a three-year-old on this trip is probably not the wisest idea, especially as far as, like, nighttime and sleeping and Northern Lights. And when they're like, it just it it just doesn't make sense. It's
1: like a lot of interrupted sleep because it's not like the Northern Lights are out 24 seven. It's like the atmosphere has to be just right. Mm -hmm. So I found the perfect hotel in the middle of nowhere. And when the Northern Lights come out, they can only be out for like, I don't know, could be just a couple of minutes. So they literally have somebody on property going the Northern (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> not, and everybody wakes up and then they go outside of their hotel rooms and they take a look out at it.
2: That's just not conducive when you have a toddler. All right. So we're figuring all that out. And then I look at him and I see his face and I'm like, no, we're, we're like, I'm, I'm doing this. We're figuring it out. And God bless his heart. He is such a sweet, thoughtful, overthinking, loving dad because he is the stay at home dad. He doesn't know if he would be comfortable being away from Jimmy out of the country.
1: That far out of the country. Because if something were to happen, I mean, it's taken us more than 24 hours to get back.
2: Exactly. Right. Mm. So that is his concern. And I, I, I'm over here like, he'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs>
3: what can go wrong? He'll be fine.
2: <laughs> it's the Northern Lights. <laughs> So that's, he's, it wasn't a hard no, but this is, this is a hurdle I wasn't anticipating.
1: So if we had like... If I was in Vegas and there was a big board in front of me giving me odds, the odds just went down quite a bit. We're
2: at fifty fifty right 50-50 now. Fifty fifty. We are again. at fifty fifty right now. That was
1: quite the drop.
3: It was. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: bless his
2: heart, he was so like sweet about it, and he's like, it's just because you know, how can I get mad at him because he loves our son so much and he doesn't want to be like you know a continent away from him. <laughs> 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 and I, he, I even I even joked, I'm like, well, maybe I'll just go. And he's like, Yeah, you can do that. And I'm like, I don't want to do it without you.
1: Well, I, I think if you guys are going, I'm not I'm actually not gonna go.
2: Yes you are. Yes I am
1: <laughs> Get it. The Bird Show.
7: Okay, could you date someone who's serving life in prison? That's a question I had to ask myself this week because I... I thought you
1: were supposed to not be dating guys. (laughs) Wait a second. Wait a
7: second. I was like, maybe this is the exception. If I can't physically see them, I can can write to them in prison. Hey, hey, Bert, if there's glass in between them, it should should count. Still a relationship for sure.
1: You should at least let her have that one.
7: The bar is low. The bar is in prison apparently.
1: She's picking up the phone and they're talking on the phone through the glass also. So it's a full-blown relationship. But what
7: if he writes to me first?
1: <laughs> Still, no loopholes here. No prison loopholes. So,
7: <laughs> I was doing an interview for my podcast last week, um, and the episode that dropped this week is about a completely unrelated story that's actually really devastating. It's a story about domestic violence. Um, but she, I was asking her, I was like, so, um, how have you how have you evolved from this? How has dating been after this horrible experience that you just had? And she said, well, I just broke up with my boyfriend who's serving life in prison. And I was like, hold up. Let's not bury the lead. So... <laughs> <laughs> we should have started with this. I was like, it is the breakup breakdown. Hello. Um. So I asked her, I was like, okay, so how did you meet this guy? Like, why did you date him? He's serving life in prison. Like, you know, you're never going to see this man again. And she goes, well, I have, you know, a lot of trauma from, you know, the previous relationships. And to me, this felt safe. Like he's, he's literally yeah. in prison. He's not going anywhere. But what I found so ironic was that, they ended up breaking up because she started having suspicions that he was having conversations with other women. I was like, even when they're locked up, they're going to be <laughs> unfaithful. And I was like, well, did you find proof? And she goes, "No, I was just so paranoid." And that like really made me so sad for her. So, they ended up parting ways because they couldn't handle um she couldn't handle thinking that he had a, other girls, I guess right. outside of the prison walls. And I asked her, I was like, "Well, it didn't bother you at all that he was serving life in prison. And she told me that she doesn't have physical desires towards other people. So she could do with that without that. And she, to an extent felt like she would feel more secure with somebody where she knew where they would be at all times. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, even if, even if you're having correspondence
2: with other women, you kind of know what they're up to, but well, life in prison, did she disclose what <sighs> gave him that sentence?
7: Yes. So, it's felony murder, but he did... Is that all? <laughs> he- what else? Wait, let me explain. Let me explain. There was
2: a but
0: after felony murder? The felony
7: murder, but... <laughs> hang on,
0: hang on. Did he-, he jaywalk?
7: He. I don't think he was the person that killed... A person, so felony murder is basically when you commit a felony and someone dies. Yes. Okay. So I I don't know if he was like seventeen. I think he was he was seventeen and he was out with his friends and someone stole like five hundred dollars from them. So they're like, we're gonna go handle this. You know the you know the old-fashioned way. We're just gonna beat this guy up. So long story short, they go to beat the guy up and someone pulls out a knife and kills the guy. Obviously horrible, heartbreaking. Shouldn't have happened, but. I don't think he was the one that like stabbed him and they had no intention of murdering this guy. So
2: from watching extensive amounts of the first 48, um, if you are there and if you are a part of like a robbery gone bad and somebody dies and even if you weren't the one that committed the murder, if you were there and you were a part of it. You too are charged with murder and can go away
1: for life. Well, that's neat. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that.
2: That's—I mean, certain states are like that. I don't know. I don't. I, I maybe if you want to figure that out and do your own research, I don't know why you would need to have that information. But you know, if you're if you're there and you're a part of it, you're guilty as well. You're huh. guilty by association. So let's
1: break this down for a second, Mo. Okay. So you and I both like our space. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, I've already said that marriage does not scare me. Relationships do not scare me. I just don't want to live with anybody ever again. So. I just looked it up. There are four states that it is still legal to have conjugal visits. So California, Connecticut, Washington, and New York. So if we could do that and then live separately, I mean, is it really any different than that, than being on the outside? I'm all for it.
7: I mean, but could you get over the <laughs> felony murder situation? Yeah. He ain't going to hurt
1: me. They're in there. <laughs> uh, how often are the conjugal visits? Uh, I'll have to do a deeper dive. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, like if you get two a year. (laughs) (laughs) So let's say if it was two a month, would this be a decent arrangement (laughs) for you? Um, uh, While enticing. While <laughs> <laughs> enticing.
0: I don't think so. <laughs>
7: While the pros are there, the well, cons. I,
0: I
1: do see the pros, though. I but do a lot see of
3: cons. It. There's a lot of cons. A lot, a lot of, con. of
7: cons. A
1: lot of, a lot of convicts. All the cons. My vote is yes, I can do it. <laughs>
2: Absolutely not.
7: Yeah, it's going to be a no for me. But if if you want to hear about how she handled it, you can check out the
1: Breakup Breakdown wherever you get your podcast.
0: You want a little more space than me. (laughs) That's a lot of space. All
1: right, Kristen, you want to continue this list with the time that we have here from yesterday?
2: Yes, please. So I came across this article and... It's all stems from Jay-Z being on stage and defending Beyonce's honor with his daughter there. and I'm like, you know, whether you agreed or disagreed with how he handled it or where he did it, um the fact that he was showing support for his wife in front of his daughter, I thought was like a beautiful lesson. So I found seven common bad behaviors dads accidentally model for kids and we went through several of these yesterday, and we still have three left. so of the three left and if you want to hear the others, you can find them on our podcast. Um, never admitting you're wrong. Oh, yes. I
3: love that one. So
2: (laughs) I was never allowed to be right as a kid. Yes. Admitting fault.
1: Really?
3: No.
2: And that's, it's a, it's a thing for dad. (laughs) Admitting fault can for many feel like a weakness. One of the things that can be really helpful for anybody, but especially for fathers (laughs) is that if you have made a mistake or you're in a situation where you just don't know, um, just to, to own it. Right. So why it's harmful. Learning how to recognize mistakes is the first step to being able to solve those mistakes by not demonstrating your ability to spot where you went wrong can block your kids from developing problem-solving skills and can foster a false sense of self-esteem.
1: So when I would talk back to my dad, I knew I was right when he used this one phrase. Don't talk back. <laughs> that was it. I knew I made a good point.
0: When, when I made a good point, my, my phrase was go to your room. Oh. That's, that's when I knew I was crushing the
3: debate.
2: Um, Next is over worrying. Parents worry about their kids because they love their kids, but a little worry goes a long way. Why it's harmful. What the parent is sometimes inadvertently doing is modeling for that child that the more we worry, the more we love. A certain Mm. amount of worry and anxiety is healthy, but there's a tipping point. Constant worry can undermine the child's sense of confidence and resilience. Uh. That's that computer right there, by the way.
1: Um and everybody then, was wondering.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is not mine. It is that <laughs> one. It's trying to distract me. All right. And then um lastly, constant phone use. And I think this is for all parents. Your phone's always buzzing, your eyes are always drawn to the screen. Why 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 it's harmful? In the short term, having your face locked on your screen keeps you from being in the moment your kids are experiencing. We are not really giving full attention to our kids and they pick up on that. How to correct? Designate times that are no phone mm-hmm. zones and stick
1: to it. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Those are great. Oh, All good. You. Um, Where'd you say we can find the rest of this list?
2: Um I'm going to give it to Cass for social media, but again, it's seven common bad behaviors. Dads accidentally model for kids, and it's courtesy of fatherly.com.
8: It's the Bert Show. Get it. The Bird Show.